Welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. But it's not just me. This week we're joined by the ho-ho-ho, Esther. (laughs) (laughs) How long that one take? It took a while. (laughs) Yes, three of us are joined around the mic this week to, to bring you episode 224 of Sorry We're My Seat, a special love letter to Gremlins, the movie from 1984. If this is your first time, welcome. We get around the mics each week to talk about a different movie topic or theme within movies. And as we enter Bauble's Deep in December, we're going to go with <laughs> Gremlins, a uh, Christmas movie that we haven't touched upon in great detail. We're going to do a play-by-play, a special feature and look, in-depth look at the uh, 1984 classic. It's a good week. Been, it's been it's been an eventful week. It's, it's been, been a, a brilliant week. week. Yeah, it's been alright. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any kind of news? Any something going on? Yes, anything it's happened? Something quite important. Are you on about my new insulation? <laughs> Oh, you're, oh, that's about my new tattoo. Oh, you, your insulation, you, yeah, mate. You got a tattoo. I got a tattoo. You got an insulation gun. It's I all to, about the flooring. I had to rip the floor up. To oh, mate. Down. Not anything. 50 mil jab light in between every single joist in this move. And it's a, it's a six meter square foot room. It's a big, big old room. It's quite difficult. But your tattoo, you got a tattoo. You got a tattoo, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from Mass Effect. It's, it's from Mass Effect. And you, your missus described it as a sexy, sexy Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's do anything new. Um, just a disappointment that you didn't get sexy Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything yeah, else. No, nothing else. Nothing mate. else nothing at all. Else. No. Actually, now you mentioned it, didn't that thing happen on Friday? Yeah, we're buying a house next Friday. Yeah, you're buying a house. You're yes. turning to adults. Yes, and and I've it's bought, terrifying. And I got a new car, which, mm. I, which I dropped last week a lot. And then come on, say it. Uh, yeah, I, I asked Esther to marry me, and she said she, she said yes. Oh, which is she's a fool. Oh, <laughs> what an exclusive. <laughs> there you go, guys. Get the journalists out. No, you, you two didn't meet on the podcast. No. But that would have been a love story. Wouldn't that would have been brilliant. Been. If you would've... came on the podcast, Esther came on as a guest. Because normally guests just hey, end mate. up... <laughs> it's easily done. <laughs> I have met you. Still for my life, that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this is great news. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank, so, thank you. you. And what a better episode to join than the Gremlins one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not like the greatest love films ever made or no, anything like that. No, no, no. Gremlins, Gremlins. Gremlins. I mean, it could have been Love Actually. Could have been, but it ain't. Thank God I'm not Keira Knightley because if I was in that situation, I think I'd have punched the guy at the door. Andrew Lincoln? Yep. Punched him straight in The Walking Dead? It, He's welcome. It, it, do you know what? It is a bit odd, that, isn't it? I like what Love Actually. I like I like the Hugh Grant stuff. I like the beginning of that movie. You like it until you realise that the girl that he's in love with is called by her own dad, Plumpy. <laughs> it's like it's still a dick move but then the one your storyline yeah. is like he's your best friend let's have a look at the wedding video oh it's a stalker's video <laughs> that's what I mean that's the bit where it loses me that's it's, the bit where it loses me in the, in the, when you're watching a, a thriller or something and the cop you know the cop sees like a lens flare in the, in the bushes and runs over and the person's run away and they drop their camera and then he mm. looks at the footage that's that's the footage that's Andrew Lincoln <laughs> that's Andrew Lincoln's footage that's, that's it yeah. and then afterwards it's like I know you're married to my best mate will you still bang me on the sly tell him it's Carol Carolers 
flashes your tears. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first draft. Yeah, there you go. For Richard Look, Curtis, got his fingers on it. Curtis did it all. Curtis, uh, we, yeah, we're not doing Love Actually. Maybe next year if we're still going. But no, 224 Gremlins. In the last few weeks, we've done Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 86. We've done The Goonies. This podcast doesn't shy away from the 80s. It does tend to be our decade of film that we go back to. But we've done directors, we've done specials, we've done Halloween quizzes. Next week, we've got a big uh, Christmas quiz, our end of year Christmas quiz, which we do each and every year. Getting harder and harder to write Christmas-based movie questions. It genuinely is. When you've done it, this is the fourth year, isn't it? Yeah. So So how many questions in total was that? Next week, we're doing 80. Yeah. We're doing 80 questions. We originally were supposed to do 100. <laughs> but we did 150 a few years back. Yeah. We did 150 Jeez. Christmas questions. Oh, not all the questions I've got reused. <laughs> all right. Let's <laughs> see if you learn anything. But that, yeah, they're always special. But no, Gremlins is a good one because I uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Big, big fond memories of it growing up. Um, and it is, I think it is a, it's a staple Christmas movie. I know Die Hard often gets the debate. It's not, you know, is it, isn't it? To me, it is. Lethal Weapon takes place at Christmas, but is it a Christmas movie? Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It definitely is, which I didn't realise really until this week. So I saw this film as a, as a child in my ute. And I'm going to admit it, the second one is the one, when I saw it as a child, is the one that stuck with me because it's more commercial. It's a piss take of the first one. It's, it's a mocking of itself. It's got Hulk Hogan in it, mate. Mm-hmm. Now, that second one, the second one always stuck with me and I vaguely remember the first one. What a tonal shift. Rewatching the first one from a, maybe the first time in about 20 years. Wow, that's been a while then. It has been a while. But it's weird that it is a staple. And it is a, the poster is Gizmo wearing a Santa's hat. Mm. It is a Christmas film. It is. And I didn't realise how much of a Christmas film it was. I just thought it was that time of the year when old ladies wanted to kill dogs. That's why, you know. It is brutal. August. <laughs> That's yeah. when it happens, right? So I Googled where to watch Gremlins before we bought it on Sky Store. Um, and according to what's on Netflix.com, the sequel Gremlins 2, A New Batch 1990, is sadly not streaming on Netflix anywhere in the world. Which is probably for the best. I don't. I know we're not talking about a sequel, but I'd like the sequel. I've got fond memories of that. It was fun. It makes as much sense as the first movie. (laughs) And uh, didn't, uh, what's his name, Joe Dante say that it was the better. And then in 2017, he completely went against that and said it wasn't. And he was looking to reboot and remake the first film. And it's been production hell, hasn't it? This reboot, this third movie, whatever it's going to be. But Gremlins, yeah. it, it's it's a film, it's like Beetlejuice. It never goes away. There's always rumours that someone's signed up or someone's going to release it. And and certainly um, last in the running was Joe Dante to return. I Gremlins isn't like got a, like a massive like backstory. We never find out what the Mogwais actually are. We find out, we don't, we don't know what you know their deal is. Or where they're from. Or, or where they're from. Mm. There is a novelisation, but we won't get into that. What I'm saying is, don't even need a remake. You could just be another Gremlins film. It doesn't have to be a remake. Maybe you should have an old face here. It doesn't like an need... Egg. Yeah, it doesn't need an old story. Like um, like most things, doesn't need a complete rehash. Just tell a different story. Mm. The, the, you don't need to retell it. Uh, sorry, you don't need to remake it. You can retell it. There is a difference. I mean, if anyone hasn't seen it or hasn't revisited it for a while, it is a dark fantasy comedy horror from 1984. It was released on the same day as Ghostbusters in the same month as Temple of Doom. Oh, damn. Uh, the fact that it held its own against some of them. I know Temple of Doom is seen as the weak one, but as we said in episode 172, shot in the dark. Go for it. Um, 
underrated greatness. Ghostbusters, the first one. Mm. Mate. So this, it, this was pitched for a Christmas release. However, Warner Brothers wanted to pitch it against the summer blockbusters. So it moved its release date to July, August. So it'd be a, it was a summer blockbuster instead of a Christmas movie. That's How weird. bizarre. Yeah. 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 Um, but it did go against Temple of Doom. And, it, and a good thing it did because it was this, Gremlins and, and Temple of Doom were the two movies that Spielberg was attached to that pushed for a PG-13 rating or over here in the UK, a 12 yeah. or a 12A, which would mm. later become. Up until that time, there's PG and then R. And the, these were the two movies in 84 that really, really pushed for something in between. Thank you, Spielberg. Mm. So I didn't know anything about this movie before watching it. First time? Yeah, first it. time never. If I'm honest, I didn't know what it was. I told my godmother, she was very disappointed in me. Because um, yeah. she said in her, and this is a spoiler for next week, she said it has to be one of the top three Christmas movies for her because it's such a classic and it's such a staple. I had no idea what it was. And then suddenly this man's in Chinatown. There's a weird little creature. James and I are just stunned that it's the first time you've ever watched Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm stunned. It's also not the first are time you, she's told you, me. Do you yeah. want to be engaged? <laughs> to, to Esther after this again not the no, first time you can ask that I, question I love Esther a lot send help blink <laughs> blink if you need me <laughs> stunned That's that is bizarre I mean we we they, they, actually they, they, oh mate full circle full circle Goonies you hadn't seen it I hadn't seen it and and I was like how the hell have you not seen Goonies first Wheeler's Day off last week I was like I don't know if I've ever seen this movie all the way through mm. and no. now we've got Esther coming in with Gremlins someone's got someone's listening to this going and you're a movie podcast yeah. like, it, it's just weird <laughs> that this is the way it's happened <laughs> Um, it's a Spielberg movie, as we've already hinted that. It's written by Chris Columbus. It was directed by Joe Dante. It is so 80s. It, <laughs> it really is. It couldn't be any more 80s unless I had a boombox and was technically Molly Ringwald. And it had Corey <laughs> Filming in it. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, in fact, the first film to carry the infamous Amberlin Entertainment logo that we'll uh, come to love so much right now. This was the first time. And as I've said, it was one of the first to push for the PG-13. Red Dawn would get it. The Patrick Swayze movie would get the first PG-13 rating, but it was very much uh, Gremlins. Now, Gremlins, when I watched it this week, was pitched at a 15. Yeah. And I think the first time I watched it was pitched as a 15. Mm. But... There is a there is a cut that is a that, that's very much a PG twelve. We so this film wasn't on any streaming sites. Well, not that we could find. So we rented ours from Sky Store for two pounds seventy nine. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. No. Uh, but I do believe it was a twelve A. Is how it was. And on so there. I think ours was a twelve because we watched it and I was like, I wonder why a Christmas movie is a twelve. Mm. What Christmas movie isn't a PG? Krampus. Black Krampus. Christmas. Silent Night. Deadly. Do you know Night, what? I want to watch two. Silent Night. Gingerbread Man. That's not what it's called, mate. The Gingerbread Man. It's not called... It is. It's Gingerbread Man, and then it's Gingerbread Man 2, The Passion of the Crust, and then it's (laughs) Gingerbread Man 3. Oh, what is the third one called? How are we still making this? (laughs) And then there was a fourth one, Gingerbread Man versus the Giant Bong or something. What? There is a fourth one. Gingerbread Man and something to do with a bong. You sure it's not Gingerbread Man 4? I should have added more flour. Could have been. Slow rise. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. Yes. I feel like you guys have missed your calling and should actually be a, a cooking podcast. What is... It is called The Evil One, but it's not called Gingerbread Man. It's called that. The Gingerbread Man. No, read it. Oh, The Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> <laughs> that it's might, funny how that, I browse over it. <laughs> that might come out next week. Gary Busey's, <laughs> Gary Busey's greatest movie, that way, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Chris Columbus wrote the script for Gremlins inspired by a mouse-infested apartment that he was living in, saying, during the day it was fine, but at night time it became unbearable. The film was also much darker and gorier, but Spielberg and Warner Brothers asked that the script be toned down. So it's infamous now in uh, in, in cinema history, film history, that when the Gremlins attack, spoiler, 
the mum scene. Yes. They actually were, they decapitated the mum in the original script. Jesus. And Billy returns home, opens the door and a head rolls down the stairs and it had a lot more gore and stuff like that. And, and Spielberg was like, no, this will sell kids toys and merchandise. Let's make, you know, let's make it a kid's movie. So instead of just stick them in a microwave and stab one. And mate, <laughs> Lynn, brutal. let's be honest, Billy's mum Lynn takes names. <laughs> she does. Mate. You, you wouldn't complain about her dry turkey, mate. You'd be, I know. you'd be like, it's very moist, thank you. She, <laughs> love it, love she, it. She goes, she goes from like, oh, these look scary to shanking them <laughs> in about 10 seconds. I was going to say, it's a quick switch. Yeah. Don't hesitate from... to blend her one of them. In Cantonese, mogwai means devil, demon or gremlin. And Spielberg bought the script based on its originality, saying Dante uh, had written something that was completely original. So Chris Columbus had written something that was so original. Tim Burton was originally eyed to direct the movie. Glad that he wasn't. Would have hated it. Well, this was before the Tim Burton that we know. So he hadn't even done... He hadn't done Pee Wee Wee by this point. He'd just done the short, the Frank and Weenie movie. So yeah. um, And then after this, Pee Wee came out. Actually, you know what? I take that back. That that might have been interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would have given that a go. Much of the film's budget was spent on animatronics, around 30 grand per gremlin. So it still works. It holds up. If these were CGI goblets, I'd have hated it. Mm. I think the fact that it is real, not CGI makes it so much more effective. And there are scenes where you can see the puppeteers and strings <laughs> and stuff like that. I still think it adds to the charm. And much of the reason why it hasn't been rehashed, reborn uh, or rebooted is because it would be CGI nowadays. Yes. And they said you can't have, well, certainly a lot of those that are still attached to the original movie said you'd just lose the charm and the magic that came from the old animatronics at the time. Yeah, I think that industry, sorry, Aaron, I've no, got you off I think of the, the move from practical effects to digital effects or compute generated effects, we were talking during the Halloween season about, I was going to say the Purify 2, but it's Terrify 2. Mm. And that is, it's, it's really nice that it, everything's graphics, everything's physical, it's everything's that. I, I, I this sort of film needs that charm of like the texture, the touchability. Let's be honest, Gizmo looks like a stuffed doll. There are stuffed dolls that look better than Gizmo, but that's part of its charm. Mm. It looks if like you, a giant Furby. Inspired the Furby. If you if you would, if you saw a gremlin physically run away as opposed to run across, you know, like the ledge of a table that you see <laughs> now, it would ruin it. It's not what a gremlin is. You should never see a gremlin's feet running yeah. because it would ruin it. Well, in this movie, you see him hopping. There yeah. is a scene where <laughs> Stripe jumps uh, like, like he's a rabbit of some kind. Um, yeah, the, the, the Gremlin and the Mogwai were highly guarded on the set. In fact, staff were searched before, uh, after leaving, uh, after days of filming to make sure no one was stealing or, or, or sharing any secrets of how they were doing it. That's very good. I would have stole one. I would, I would have legit mate. stole one. You would have opening, <laughs> opening your trunk of your car and your day out and you're like, what's that Gremlin? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, can you blame them? It's going to be the new dog. It's going to be the new household pet. That's it. Created by Chris Wallace, the creatures needed to be able to emote, to react, appear real, even when being microwaved or blended. And of course, with Spielberg producing, later going on to do things like Jurassic Park, you know, 10 years later. Look at the jump yeah. from, mm. you know, gr- from the gremlins right the way through to bringing to life T-Rexes. It's such a feat in filmmaking. The no bright lights rule was written in deliberately so that they were always shot in the dark, making it easier for the puppeteers to hide strings. Love that. That's so tactical. I love that. Make yeah. make something that's a weakness turn it into a positive. Mm. Agreed. It, making it one of the rules. And do you know what? I know we're skipping ahead. I like the consistency that every time, and I've forgotten the guy's name, the main the main kid, George? Billy. Billy. Every time he goes into the room and turns the light on, he then has to remember to turn it off because Gizmo, mm. voiced by Howie Mandel, 
which is mm. weird, isn't it? He has somehow a career now <laughs> after going like that. But every time he turns on and he turns it off because uh, he is like, Meh. yeah. No, I loved that. To be honest, Billy, not the sharpest tool in this movie. No, not the still. best actor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've said it about the TV series Frasier. Mm. If you get acted by a dog, mate, <laughs> you need like Channing Tatum that in dog. that dog film. It's just like, oh. The dog in this movie was uh, real name's Mushroom. Oh, that's nice. And the dog uh, wasn't naturally didn't actually bond with Billy or Zach uh, Galligan who played him. the role. Um, <laughs> don't blame him. So they again used fishing wire, which they use for a lot of the puppets around, around the dog's leads to kind of guide him oh. in certain oh, scenes when he's him. supposed to be walking alongside. Um, the film, no joke. Now this is on the internet, so actually it could be, could be fake. Could, could be the biggest on joke. IMDb, it says, the film originally tried using monkeys dressed as gremlins, <laughs> but the monkeys were panicking too much when wearing the gremlin heads. So they. I mean, they would too. Could I mean, you imagine? I mean, we are an advocate for not using real animals in movies. Yes. But that is that would be a horrific story, but wouldn't it? To be it? fair, the one thing missing from Gremlins is that there isn't enough feces for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Emilio Estevez was originally considered for the main part. However, Spielberg preferred the chemistry between Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates. Now, that, that chemistry must have been left in the audition room. <laughs> they edited it out. Yeah, because Zach Galligan <laughs> didn't bring any of that to this film. Where? Do you know what sometimes? Do you know what's really good though? Do you know what I like about his role? As I can imagine, he is a loser. That somehow, if you look at the hierarchy of tough guys, that Judge Reinhold puts down in his place. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. So he was meant to be much more geeky, nerdy, yes. and then they changed it during the filming. So he was meant to be the D and D dungeon guy who doesn't get the girl, or who does, but is the underdog who teams up with the bully or the yeah. the, uh, the, the, the his enemy. And a lot of the film is supposed to be him running around with a sword because of his D&D background. The whole end sequence of the film, he's supposed to be running around the streets with a sword, uh, which we do briefly see in the film. Yeah. Fucking loser. Yeah. So it's, it's meant to be that he's... there's a sword by the front door, isn't there? The two that fall down, off. Yeah. Um, oh my God, that they, would they be took so all amazing. That, they took all that out. And, uh, they, they, and what they did was they kind of just left Billy in the void between of being not cool, he's not just nerdy. He's just... He's, I suppose he's supposed to be relatable. The fourth highest grossing movie in 1984 behind Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbuster and Indiana Jones. And Gizmo would go on to inspire the Furby in 1990 when the sequel came out. It's also spawned sequels, animations, comics and video games. The video game was the tits. I remember seeing the video game cover but never actually played it. <clears throat> I had a choice between that and Robocop versus uh, Terminator and mm. I stand by my decision. Although well, it, it annoyed me that you played Robocop. I wanted to play Terminator and shoot Robocop. Robocop's a bitch. <laughs> established. Even established when I was, in this episode. Established in this episode, but even when I was eight, I was like, I don't want to be Robocop. Robocop shit. <laughs> Eat some fucking baby food, you belly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack on with this movie then. So. Before we start, mm. do, you want, do you want to ask when we watch films from the 80s and we play this game in Leicester, it's like once you see this actor, take a drink. Mm. Take all of the drinks because only in the 80s, mate, and I just saw that she brought it up. Old, uh, you watching Breaking Bad, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it when fucking Umatru shows up. And he does it. We watch an airplane. And then once you see him, you yeah. can't unsee him. He's Jonathan everywhere. Banks. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, and he's also in Beverly Hills Cop, which came out at the yes. same time. Yeah, yeah. He so plays the, the, the racist entry in him, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it took me a, a solid like three minutes to figure out it was Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, yeah, yeah. Which uh, someone did correct me. Here we me. go. I wondered if you were going to correct no, no, yourself. No, but this this is what this is when you want to be corrected. Yes, no, it's correct. It's true. So I'd, I'd, I'd accidentally slipped up a few weeks back in mm. saying that uh, Corey Feldman was declining the role in Gremlins to get the role in The Goonies. And what I meant to say was E.T. He wasn't in E.T., 
but he was giving the part in Gremlins. Fine, um, of course he was in Gremlins. That's the kind of thing I like to be corrected on. That's brilliant. So thank you for pointing that out. What I don't like is when you talk about like a certain creature in, in Star Wars and then someone <laughs> goes, well, actually, in episode 254 of The Clone Wars, you learn that he's not a Wookiee. He's actually a so-and-so. And you're like, that's too deep. But obviously they, these kind of things, completely right. And the thing is, I'd said the Corey Feldman fact in the E.T. episode. I just got muddled, so thank it's you. Right, it's we right. forgive you, we forgive you. I don't forgive myself, Esther. That do you know a, what? I'm not sure I do. such a sad thing to end on. I don't forgive myself. And then if you if you had just faded and the episode ended, people would have assumed you'd shot yourself. <laughs> we'll put the sound effect okay. in. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the film. We start. Let's We're going to go this. through it. Play by play. Let's look at some key scenes. Let's take the mic a little bit. The film starts. Chinatown. An inventor. Oh, my God. Trying to shift some merchandise. <laughs> Fucking, fucking from Chinatown's of the film voiceover. Yeah, <laughs> says, I'm here to sell some merch, and then he covers himself in toothpaste like <laughs> the exact like American tourist that we as English people think of in our head. That bloke. Yeah, but if you're looking for presents for your son in Chinatown, he's not just doing that no, though. Right, he's- so he's trying to sell his invention. I get it. Yeah, but when Chitty Chitty Bang Bang exists, that's when you think of, like father inventor. That's who you think of. Mm. Yeah. You think of the crazy old man and the son who has the egg invention too, to be fair. I like it though, because he's got to be crap because he's the role model for Billy. So he must also be crap. What I do love about him, he's not afraid to chase a dream. Mm. And he's his opportunity everywhere. He's like, he's like, he calls mm. himself in toothpaste, and mate. He loses all respect, but he's still, he's still pushing that sale. And he is. is. He doesn't stop. It is. It, it, Gremlins is very much a 1950s sci-fi Yes. B movie. Mm. And, you know, the dads in that often, the male would often be on the road being the, you know, the, the milkshake salesman or whatever it is. And I, as I quite like how this movie starts. I like him trying to hawk some of his merchandise. Do, yeah. Do love the fact that kids are sold a lemon by kid. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah. He's like, he just follows this kid because kid's like, oh, come with me. And he's yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I will follow you down this alley. Like, Let, let I, mean, it. I mean, there's two sides to that. There's the, oh, it's brilliant that he's trying to flog his wares everywhere. Mm. Or, he's not discriminatory. But also, you know, Toys R Us exists. Or, mm. or just saying, like, he goes down an alley. He's like, where are you taking me? He's like, is it reverse nonsense? <laughs> it's also about no. to Led by a young boy, the inventor stumbles across an ancient store in Aladdin's cave of junk, treasure, trunkets, trinkets and artifacts. Instead of buying anything, the inventor tries to sell his latest gadget, the bathroom <laughs> yeah. buddy. Which is just a bar of soap with shit teletake to me. <laughs> no, James, it's the invention of the century. It's a shaving mirror. It's a toothbrush. It's a razor. Nail clippers. A fast, fantastic idea for a fantastic world. Making the illogical logical, James. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you know those nail scissors? Yeah. Couldn't physically work because if you watch them, how do you grip it to bring the nail scissor, uh, the nail clipper down? Technically, I turn the film off because I agree. (laughs) I couldn't get past that. What I don't understand as well, hear me out here, hear me out. Mm. Why? (laughs) So you're an inventor. I'm just like, right, so you're a scientist. So there's there's a pandemic grips the world. I must find a cure for COVID. Oh, AIDS is with the world. We must do this. We need to get from. Part planet, uh, planet A to planet B. Let's invade in a space rocket. Mm. I can't be asked to reach for my toothbrush and my nail clippers. Invention. Do you know what might be helpful? Because we are always losing our nail clippers. No, we're not. You're always stealing them. Well, <laughs> married life's looking great for you too. <laughs> the ancient shopkeeper looks unimpressed. There's a weird squeaking. <laughs> you could not lock anyone. <laughs> a murmur coming from the back of the shop. What is it? It's a mogwai. Yeah, it is. Singing in a small cage with a cover thrown over it. The inventor wants him. It's the perfect gift. $100, $200. The ancient shopkeeper says, mogwai not for sale. So with why mog- the fuck is he in a shop? With mogwai comes great responsibility. Like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't understand that. It's definitely not for sale. 
Oh, where is he? I'm just keeping him on display in this he's shop. He's on the shop floor. He's not at home. Yeah, he's, he's not having he a keeping Billy takes the dog to the bank. He's not for sale, though, is he? <laughs> you can't invest well, in the dog. He didn't get a good offer. He got offered to put the dog down. He didn't get offered for the dog. So. Do, you, do you think if the dad uncovered himself in like toothpaste, the guy would have taken him more seriously? Going, yeah, of course. I can yeah, trust you with this responsibility. I know. Do you know what I love about old wise men that know all and see all? Mm. It can't spot when his own kid's going to hustle him. <laughs> his grandson. <laughs> yeah, around the back of the shop, the grandson brings the Mogwai to sell, but warns of free rules. Now, this has got a great voiceover in this part. Free rules. Keep it out of the light, especially sunlight. Don't get it wet. Don't feed it after midnight. No matter how much he cries or begs, never. There is the age-old conversation within movies. Or when every somewhere, it's it's always after midnight. Yeah. But I think the universal law is sun up or six a.m. For yes. some reason, it's like no mm. one. There wasn't a panel or anything. People just collectively just went. Ah, six a.m. is about right. That's it is the, known. That's about so right. the three rules of owning and operating a gremlin, a mogwai, it's not a gremlin. Sorry, a mogwai is. So universally recognised, you knew about the rules before we saw the film, didn't you? Oh, that's what it means. So is that not is that not a great? I would oh, put it up there with Star Wars. Even if you've not seen Star Wars, you still know that spoilers. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's yeah. son. What? Shut up! You did know that, right? He's, he's his dad, isn't <laughs> of course. It? Darth Vader's his uh, dad, not his son. Spoilers. <laughs> Are you sure you've I, watched the film correctly? I think the I think the three rules are great in this film. I like, think the I, rules I, are. I, like you say, it's iconic, isn't it? Keep it out of the light. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. And all three of them have such deadly consequences or or repercussions because you're right. Like the sun, the, the light does uh, make him squeal a little bit. But by the end of the movie, when you see what sunlight actually does to him, it's yeah. pretty horrific. I really like that. I also like in the movie jumping ahead when those things do get broken yes I love the idea that someone's created that when they get wet they multiply and when they eat after midnight they turn from a cute cuddly thing to, to feral a, to feral scaly demon like things it's it is a really really good good idea for a film and a premise so I really like this because all three of them you need to you need to experience the, them all you need to the story needs to be told through something beautiful because if it's if it's like a leathery lizard thing that tries to kill you you don't bring gizmo or Spike, no stripe. 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 Spikes in the sequel, isn't it? Um, you don't bring them back with you, so you need this. But if you Google Gremlins mm. and the three rules, prepare to open a fucking rabbit hole of weirdness, because that's why I did for research for this. It starts talking about the political ideologies of communism, <laughs> and that's what this film means. It's like it's an anti-capitalist film. It's about cultural appropriation because the American takes the Asian man's property yeah. and ruins it. <laughs> well, you, could, you, could, you could say that is true because he gives that speech at the end of the movie. Yeah, but at the same time, slow your and, roll a little bit. And you've also got Dick Miller in the film as well, um, who hates who hates foreign... Like, yeah, foreign he, um, he's a World War vet who, who buys American and loves American and he keeps bringing that message home, doesn't he? Yeah. Don't trust anything that isn't American. Um by this point, we're, have we're you done it. Have you opened the rabbit hole? I've opened the rabbit hole because <laughs> I, I couldn't not. By this point, we're out of Chinatown. The, the real movie starts: Christmas music, snows, trees, lights. Film opens on a familiar-looking town. That's right. It's the same set from Back to the Future. Yes, it is, and more noticeable since you pointed it out to me. Yeah, look, there's the clock tower. There's everything there. Actually, Damn. well, that that the Kingston Falls set has been used in hundreds of movies, including Jingle All the Ways and Jingle All the Way. But it has been burnt down, rebuilt so many times. But I think the time period between this and Back to the Future and the and the and That's how like much months. they're used, yeah. it's the most noticeable comparison is in in this. But yeah, the, the so, set's been used hundreds so of times. With Terminator Two. 
and Super Mario Brothers. I know, that's one of, phenomenal. One of them's a spying yeah. factory, one of them's an underground city. One's <laughs> Danotropolis, mate. Is it Danohan? Danohan. Danohan. Loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As if you didn't feel, know. God, I feel stupid. <laughs> Spielberg um, is presented on screen. The orange and red fonts, as it says, Gremlin, starring Zach Galligan. Uh, as the cast appear on the screen, we see a jolly picturesque town getting ready for the holidays. It's six minutes in and Corey Feldman appears dressed as a tree. Yeah, that was, that's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Also, when the names were coming up, Esther, in a very sassy way, just went, she sounds like a porn star. Can you remember the name? Molly. No, it's Polly Holiday. Polly Holiday. No, I, I like, just said it's a bit savage of a mum to rhyme your name. Polly Holiday, yeah. Veteran actor by this point. Uh, yeah, see, but brutal. Esther, mm. not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Hates her name. Um, I've got a question for you. Mm. Corey Feldman dressed as a tree. Yeah. Why? He's selling trees. trees. Yeah, but he's selling trees whilst... Right, follow me here, because we've both worked... In, all three of us worked in retail. Yeah. Why would you then go to a Christmas place and a guy dressed as a tree then try to sell you a tree? Presumably I know that you sell trees. I have come here. Or I know, <laughs> or I know <laughs> what a tree looks like. <laughs> but do you know what a moving tree is like? That's true. But am I buying a moving tree? Well, do you know what, well, it depends how much can well, you pay him. Do you know, do you know what I love about this, mate? Do you know what I love about this? Opening and beginning, we need to introduce to the characters like I We immediately know, police chief, corrupt as fuck. <laughs> have you got one for free? Yeah. Our hero Billy and his dog struggling with a VW Beetle, Dick Miller from next door, the Terminator guy, the guy in Terminator who gives the Terminator a loaded shotgun. It's just like, I might close early. <laughs> yeah. oh, I might die. Yeah. Oh, I retire in two weeks. Hope nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, but he also bigs up his snowplow. Bet that doesn't uh, make an appearance later in the movie. He's late for work. He takes his dog into the bank. He has a clip on tie. Insert love interest. Katie, yes. uh, Phoebe Kate, uh, Phoebe Kate, who plays yeah. Kate. And sexual tension rises. It does it. It's like it's like it's like well, boiling milk. It's like mate. it's like rubbing two wet matches together, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Definitely going to get flame. a spark. <laughs> <laughs> it's as hot as painting a fence. <laughs> in comes Town Scrooge and Grinch, Mrs. Dingle, who, in the short time of three minutes, insults Billy's father, condemns a young family to miserable uh, a young family uh, to a miserable Christmas, and threatens to kill a dog. This is a kids' film. Many, many it? times, many different ways to kill a dog mm. too. Well, she, so she's talking about putting it in the spin dryer, putting it on extra hot. I mean, easy ways to kill a dog: just stab it, babes. But you know, but then it talks to randomly the guy next to him. Next to it, it just goes, I'll do it. Mm. <laughs> just like affirmation, like, yeah, it will, yeah. Just in case you're wondering in the audience if that would kill a dog, yeah, it would, yeah. And also, if I was Billy at this point and someone said, someone came up to me and was like, I'm going to kill your dog, I'd be yeah. like, the fuck you will, headbutt. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He Give just sits and takes it. <laughs> but, but Billy's such a fucking wet blanket. Did you know it's the dog's like, he won't protect me, undoes himself <laughs> from the restrictions. <laughs> I'll take her out myself, Billy. You sit there like a knob. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I won't lie, that dog, Mushroom, MVP of the movie. <laughs> the dog's looking at Billy like, and you took my balls. <laughs> <laughs> you took, boy. She's, she's taking yours, mate. <laughs> oh, in comes Judge Reinhold. Look, this is, this is the weirdest thing about this film. George Reinhold plays a dick back. George Reinhold plays less. <laughs> this, is, this is the first time I've ever seen Judge Reinhold act. It's weird because Judge Reinhold was meant to be in the film through the whole thing. Yeah. He, was in, he was meant to be in the third act. Meant to go to the cinema with the three of them. We're going to take on the Gremlins, and then during filming, they cut his role substantially. Bear in mind, he was in Beverly Hills, which would be the biggest movie that year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they kind of rewrote the script. He it was meant the end of the film, as we already discussed, was meant to be the three of them coming together. You know, bonding with your enemy. You, you know, in the 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 love interest, the love triangle between the three of them. Um. Which then, when you 
because it, it, it does beg, doesn't it? At the beginning of this movie, you think they big him up as this kind of threatening character and then, and then, and he, then he disappears and then he reappears for like one scene towards the end of the film. Um, nice suit though. Very good suit. You, you haven't seen my, I do like this. You haven't seen my new apartment yet? Pot down, mate. Down in flames. I didn't see your old one. I know. <laughs> you know I go power to right. I like his, I like his uh, wooing technique as well. Got cable. <laughs> Got cable. <laughs> Calm down, George. You're fucking pregnant in a minute. <laughs> That's equivalent now going, I've got waltz. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, have yeah. painted one of them. I pay a TV license. Oh, knickers. Oh, <laughs> oh George Ryan. You've made me fizzy. To be fair, babes, it is how we got together. They did. That's I, how you wooed her. Paid the it? TV license, mate. It was like months later, now, one no. go, mate. Gave her a slice of cheese and I watched the, the TV. Here's the bill. Um, Later at the bar, that's the thing about this movie as well. It's not afraid to just skip, like, here we are during that's the day. Now it's night time. Yeah. And it's the same characters. Normally you'd splice yeah, away chunky. to, yeah. It does have that thing, though, that when you do that time, you need to fill in. So George Reinhold in the bar going, you nearly lost your job today because mm. luckily he's in a good mood because you as an audience going, well, how's he still got a job? Insert George Reinhold to tell you what you've missed in the massive eight hour gap that's just occurred. Yeah. Yeah, Judge Reinhold metaphorically shows how small his penis is by talking about his salary, his career, and generally how much of a big guy he is. <laughs> Tries to woo a lady with, I've got cable. We see more of Billy's unspoken love for Kate, who works in the bar in evenings. So how old are they? Because they also go to school. Uh, they're 80s teenagers, so they can do everything. They can, Yeah, they uh, work in bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. go to school, because later yeah, on he's school. very much hanging out at the school. But they need babysitters. He works in the bank. <laughs> and he works in the bank. And They're busy people. And he's buying out. <laughs> it's like Batman 1, isn't it? Where it's like the 89 Batman, where no one really knows what time that is. Yeah. Because mm. the cars and the it's outfits all... It's but it's at just, some point, if you put out a mobile phone, you'd be all right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, I get it. Back home, MVP, Billy's mum, Lynn, played by Francis Lee McCain, is baking and watching It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Look at how many onions that woman has cut with no tears. <laughs> do not fuck with her in the kitchen. Do not fuck with her. <laughs> I like, do you know what? She's also a strong lady because her husband's out living a fantasy dream. Mm. So she's at home. She's taking care of the base. She's, she's putting got, out reality. She's on out. And I like to point out, well, Billy is not a son to be proud of. I mean, even from the, even from this film standards, like apparently all the kids go to school and have full-time jobs at the same time. Billy's still a loser. And if you're like Lynn, you'd be like, oh, just one day I like him to do something with his life. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking hell. More than just look at the eggs after they're broken slash not yeah, broken. Yeah, that's so pathetic. Like, where it's, where it's like, where he comes in and uses his machine when you can easily just pick the fucking eggs, say, you I was going to say, yeah, how, how lazy do you have to be to have an egg cracking machine? I don't know, like, I really want one. Of all the most challenging things to break in life, an eggshell isn't one of them. Do you know what I mean? Just again, again, we've looked onto the stars and gone, we must go there. And then Billy's dad was like, I can't crack this fucking egg. What I love about his mum is like, his mum so it's just like they start off well but then they get worse just like it's a metaphor for Billy yeah. it's like I had so much hope for you at the beginning <laughs> but now look at you I'm done with you I wish there was a flashback where it just showed you Billy cracking eggs on his forehead and his dad <laughs> and his dad was like we need an invention <laughs> or an I think intervention. that's the backstory we need his mum pulls out some adoption papers he's like no not that <laughs> Billy's too polite to say what a fucking embarrassment his dad is <laughs> But his mum mentions Mrs. Deagle called, probably wanted to put the dog down. Again, Christmas movie. Well, hey. <laughs> Again, what the fucking cheek on this what, woman? What I love funny as well is like, oh, she's going to stop Christmas and do anything. I just don't want to just go like, 
no, <laughs> I'm not doing this. But that's my favorite thing. I'm ringing you up. I'm going to put your dog down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I'll write it down and I'll tell Billy. Get to fuck, mate. So the police, it was like, they don't believe. This woman certainly just put her dog down. Oh, no, 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 no. She owns the bank, I think, maybe, but doesn't. She runs the town. She yeah, runs the she, town, but there's a scene earlier where she goes, the bank and I are in it to make money. She was like, do you own yeah, the bank? No, she owns real estate. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think she's just a greedy capitalist. And all the cats are named after, like, Franklin, and they're all named after, like, money and stuff like that, or bills. Oh, dollar. Dollar, dollar um, bill. The dad returns from his sales trip, and he's got a present for Billy. Billy guesses a puppy and then violently shakes the box. Good thing it's not violently. a puppy. <laughs> rule number one, don't shake it. Can you imagine <laughs> that was the first rule? Fish. I'm not going to tell. He's so good that he was a fucking footballer. <laughs> I just fucking <laughs> <boots>. <laughs> Underneath the wrapped, wrapping paper is a wooden box and inside is the cutest thing you've oh, ever seen. fucking wrapped it as so well. Adorable. It's a baby Yoda with hair. Boy, so he's just like, right, cover it, <laughs> block his hair off, put paper all over it. There are air holes, I did check. Oh, okay. There are, yeah. And yeah. that's the level of detail this podcast goes into. It's a mesh, mesh lid. Oh, okay. I like it later when the guy comes back. He's like, "Where's the box?" <laughs> when he comes to collect Gizmo, the spoilers. The end of the movie. He's like, "Give me the fucking Mogwai back." And then he goes to give him. He goes, "And the box, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good box, that." that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the dad has already called him Gizmo, and we get a cute uh, close-up of that little squishy face. He's cute. He's so adorable. Seriously, no one's questioning this unexplainable fucking creature in right, the house. So seriously, so if I come up to your house, mate, I'm like, "Oh, Merry Christmas." Merry Christmas. First thing, yeah. oh, fuck what you want. Here's a living creature that you've yeah. now got to care for. Yeah. I don't Insurance, know it, feed it. I don't know what it eats. I don't know what it needs. Right, seriously, if you give me something, I can't Google the shit out of it. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, um, dad giving me strange creature, not Yoda, but also not frog. <laughs> what is it? So awesome. if you can't get wet, how do you wash it? You don't. Do you just brush it? Like a chinchilla. Maybe it has a sand bath. Oh. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just we don't know. Well. Technically, the, technically, they don't even have the Mogwai for that long, so <laughs> could do anything. And yeah, and also, dry shampoo. There you go. Sorted. Also, it's like it's very, it's snowing a lot in this film, and that's a big plot hole later on. When so it, it implies that if they get wet, they multiply. But if yes. they're gremlins and they get wet, they multiply gremlins. Yes, and there's a whole scene where like Stripe is running around in the snow. Snow is water, right? Yes, but that doesn't cause him to multiply. Yes. Just making that clear. Yes. But seriously, it's 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 so weird watching this movie and no one goes, the fuck is it? Yeah. It's just accepted. It's 80s. Yeah, it's called a Mogwai. Is it? it oh, okay, yeah, it's called a Mogwai. Well, yeah, but is it's it not a carnivore? But it's, but it's not as if there's like, I don't know, like a science teacher or something in this film that, that would then go, what is this actual creature? Maybe mm. I should ring someone. And then he does his own experiments because the science world will take a high school science teacher's word for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking ridiculous. It, like, it could eat babies. We it, don't know what this thing is. It could have rabies. <laughs> Probably could have started COVID. Nope. It? Let's take a picture of it. And the flash nearly blinds Gizmo. That could have started an intergalactic war if it's fucking foreign, isn't it? <laughs> well, exactly. It's from a different planet. That stays true. Because there's no explanation behind the rules. It's no sunlight. Well, why? They never ask why. But we find out. Yeah, but to be fair, the reason they don't ask why is because I assume the dad's, what, 50? And he does, stay, he does buy off a 10-year-old boy who probably doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably a deleted scene where he goes, well, why can't I get it wed? And the 10-year-old goes, oh, no. <laughs> Only now does the dad whip out the three golden rules and tell him. Billy's sat there listening, thinking, fuck, have I done to deserve this job? <laughs> like, what if he lives to 100? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if he's like a tortoise? What if he like literally grows? Like, like what if he's a baby? Bigger. He just gets Maybe fucking... Maybe it's Clifford yeah. the big red dog. 
<gasps> God, That'd be imagine so trying cute. to keep that dry. No, nothing, because you could keep that down because all you'd have to do is hate the dog. <laughs> Just feel like, <laughs> if he, like, like if you were the dad and he came downstairs and Clifford was big, you'd be like, who's been loving the dog? <laughs> like, you'd be him. No, beat the kids so they hate the, hate the dog a bit more so we shrink. You've got Our a dog. Our so bright. You've got a cat. I've got a dog. I've got a cat. I've got a tortoise. First thing I did when I got him. Yeah. Took him up to my Casio keyboard, play him a little tune. <laughs> Fucker's singing. It's so <laughs> I was cute. questioning what this thing is. One well, of mine is it could quite clearly be a traffic child. <laughs> that they just glued fur on. Gotta admit though, being serious now, I like the idea that it's like the urethal singing. It does get you in the childhood. When it, when it, mm, <clears throat> Mowgli, fucking gizmo sounds, they, they're, they're charming. charming. They're, they're inquisitive. They make you think, oh my God, you would fall in love with it. It's cute as fuck. It, it sings to you, these different songs. It is nice. It, you would do that. Michael Winslow from Police Academy helped create a lot of the sounds. Should have got him. I don't like him. Mm. No. Yeah, kind of helped voice it out when they were mm. uh, doing the screenplay. There's a um, reference that Esther definitely doesn't understand. <laughs> Billy slaps a Santa hat on and nearly blinds him with a mirror. It's two minutes and he's nearly fucking the, the first rule about life. Just be easy if you set fire to him at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like this, the end this, this is a bit as well where Billy's sort of loyal dog looks on and at this point we may as well just call him Old Yeller. Oh, no. he's sad. There is, a, there is a scene where it looks at it looks a mushroom and you just think, fucking MVP so far. You didn't stick mm. off for the old woman, so he did. No matter of time for he's taken out back. <laughs> Look at the oh. trees. Oh. <laughs> Bedtime and Billy wrapped up with the dog and gizmo. What a greb. Again, rabies. Let's think about <laughs> infection prevention control. <laughs> You've just met this thing and it is in your bed. Bit odd. Normal night for him, mate. It would have been nice if he'd woke up in the middle of the night and the dog was eating it. Yeah. <laughs> just like walking, chowing down on Gizmo. He's just like, bitch, I'm taking care of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next morning, Billy nearly dies from his dad's orange uh, juicing invention. But to be fair, does get a lot of juice out of that one orange. I was going to say it was, but there's this weird moment. Is it Corey Feldman tries it without an orange? He just walks in. He just walks in, <laughs> doesn't he? Corey Feldman. Just, no, he's bringing. He's he's got a tree he's under his arms this over. time. Yeah. So my question oh. here is: You've got the orange squeezing machine. Yes. Why is it sat in a square of oranges? Because. Because that's not how you juice it. You don't just crush it. No, because juice hasn't been invented yet. Don't tell him what to do. He's a visionary. Let him live his life. You know, he's a temple of oranges. And that the crescent <laughs> at the peak is where doused, smushes doused fruit. <laughs> and so if the Lord said, thou shalt juice. <laughs> Praise be to God. I like that Gizmo at this point is already watching old movies. Yeah, I quite like, like that about well, it. I love the fact that he's already fucking done with Billy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you're not entertaining He's evolved past. And he's past it. Billy at this point takes young boy Corey up to his room, bit noncy. <laughs> Not gonna lie, because he also then gets changed in front of him. It's like, it's well, like, the 80s movies, they just strip yeah, whatever they can. But this is a question that like, I don't understand the relationship because no one ever questioned why, like, the eight year olds hanging around with the man with a job. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's very much an 80s, it's an 80s thing, is it? Of like the teenager hanging around with like the kids who's a bit wisecracking. Can you imagine him coming around and being like, Do you want to come upstairs and look at my mogwai? Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, The fuck is that? Nine, nine. <laughs> but when they nine. introduce them, it's like, Oh, yeah, by the way, I just got one of these. It's yeah. like, Okay, cool. Don't and then she after like, midnight. <laughs> 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 Don't get it wet. <laughs> Going in raw. <laughs> oh, Corey Filman plays Pete. And he's like, oh, what's this? Not, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Why are you still bothered about this thing? Oh, it's cute. You know, 
But anyway, core pest control. It's in a bed. No nappy on. Just spreading its mug. That's a question I was going to ask. It's, how did, yeah, that was the first question is, is it going to shit? Yeah. Because if not, get the fucking out of my dad. Is it toilet trained? <laughs> question one. That's the mum's first question. Is it house trained? Oh, she does, yeah. Fucking Lynn's asking the questions. Lynn's about it, mate. MVP. <laughs> Moving him to the desk area, Pete goes to pick him up only to spill a jar of water on Gizmo. That's <sighs> two rules knob. broken in less than 24 hours. Billy, an idiot. Little guy starts rumbling as he thrashes and scratches. He spits out fur balls that then grow. So now we have four more. This scene's really cool as well. I'm talking about like practical effects in movies. The way they did this was uh, using balloons. I with, thought they had. Yeah, with fur attached to them to get that effect. They look. I don't know if you've ever seen the the, the sci-fi movie Critters, but that was great for like. Yeah. Um, they they're these little like hedgehog things mm. that um, are from outer space and they're very vicious. And a lot of the ways that they got them to roll down corridors and stuff was just with like hair dryers, and they were just bunched up balls of fur. That's so cool. And Gremlins very much like that, this scene. It's quite cool. And when you see Gizmo as well on his front, like, thrashing around and stuff, yeah, it does it, look painful. It does look... a lot of pain that yeah. he's, like, being forced. I didn't forced, realise I could feel so much. Like, he's giving, he's being forced to give birth, like... Mm. And then it's almost as if, like, the kids take some sort of joy in the fact that they had this very cute thing. Maybe this dad, who's not, you know, an arsehole, might come in and go, oh, we'll have these creatures all over the world. Let's just tie this poor creature down and waterboard the fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America. 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 <laughs> It is, it is a bit odd, this bit as well, because um, what we learn later is the volume of water results in the amount of offspring. Mm. Yeah. Because so later when pipette. they put a pipette on, yeah, one comes out. So there was enough water in this instance to cause five, which again, at this point, if I was Billy, I'd be like, fuck, now if there's six of them, one of them's just tried to bite Pete. I'd be stressing the fuck out. But he's just like, oh, yeah. I do well, I'd let, look at this. I'd let eat. Pete, I bite the fucker. Bite his finger off. Like, eat him as well, because there's a lot of... The neighbourhood's asking a lot of questions. <laughs> I, need, I need some answers. Goes to tell his dad who's busy with the bathroom buddy in the basement, and Pete accidentally squirts all over his dad's face, neck and chest. There's cream fucking everywhere. <laughs> How long did that take you to write? It came naturally. Naturally. Just didn't even break. Didn't break. His dad's still on about the bathroom buddy. But Billy tells his dad about the multiplying, and there's a problem with the Mogwai. No, son, there's a problem with you. And free fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, as James says, his dad goes, ah, oh, maybe every kid in America will want one. He's already thinking battery farming. <laughs> it breaks my bloody heart. He's already, really? I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> this is though where I got, I started thinking, I was like, what happens if you spill fucking beer on one? Do you get like a drunk one? Do you get a different Ooh. breed? What if you piss on one? Bit of tea, you get a British one. Iron Brew, Scottish, piss, one from Boston. <laughs> it's been a while since Boston Thank got you. it. Thank you. What a place. Still, everyone's keeping their cool when I would be losing my shit. Maybe they'll replace the dog as the family pet. What a throwaway line. This point's cool, though. Giz uh, Billy notices that Gizmo has been replaced and he's no longer the alpha. Uh, he's been downgraded by the runts. Are we saying these are his children? I thought so. Because they come from him. Yeah, that's what I, I imagine. They're descendants of the Mogwai. Yeah, so that's why I didn't understand why Gizmo was just like the peaceful old man in the mm. corner, just just chilling. And then Stripe is like anarchy man, man with so the mohawk. Is think, he like the rebel teenage son? I would guess. Yeah, that's actually a good way of putting it. I, I think it's a generational thing as well, or how I looked at it because I've read some essays in it. Oh God, Gizmo is 
the quiet shy wants to learn about the world. You know, he's watching old movies, he's whimsical, he likes to sing, he takes joy in the classical arts. The Westerners get hold of him, break one of the forbidden rules, you get rebellious, teenager, wants to break the rules, angsty. It's kind of like an 80s to 90s thing, you know, like the, the rise of grunge music and, mm. and uh, Stripe. The electric guitar. The electric guitar, as oh. opposed to the, the classical era. Or is it nature versus nurture? Because Gizmo's been nurtured by the old man in oh, classical ways. Oh whereas, my God, Gremlins has got so many fucking levels. Whereas when you give a teenage boy a kid, he's like, do you know what? Telly and keyboard, done. Well, cut to night time. Billy wakes up to hear his dog whimpering. He's only outside being hung by the Christmas fucking lights. fucking horrible. It's so, bloody dark, this film. I wasn't is, expecting it at all. I this, just thought it was a Christmas movie. This is when I realised... Yeah, this is why, as a kid, I've only ever saw the sequel, not the first one. As this kid is, as this fucking dog is hung like the canine Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, they figure of Mrs. Deagle, which, but no one calls the police, like. No, no. Or, or goes stomping around Miss Deagle's house. Or, you know, gets that camera from earlier and takes a photo of the tangled up dog. They um, they go around Rouse and it's like, oh no, I was too busy killing these cats. <laughs> Just trampling him. I've got I, rid of the strays. I do. I do like though that before that scene, as they're waking up, one of the one of the Mogwai, one of the spawn of Mogwai, is uh, just looks like he's getting back into bed. So it does yes. heavily imply, you know, that they are sinister. They are uh, evil. Oh, it's the eye movements. Because mm. when they're all in that little, is it what? Like it's a like a little suitcase? crib, isn't it? Yeah. So chill though. He blames Mrs. Deagle, not the gang of five weird creep uh, crawly things <laughs> over his bedroom. Even if it was them, though, I still don't know the physics of how they got the dog up there because I think the dog could take five of them. Yeah. With them teeth. Yeah. Mm. Billy takes his mogwai to the school to show his biology teacher. They drop a pipette of water on him. And now, Jesus Christ, there's another one. Get a grip, Billy. She's <laughs> multiplying him like fucking there's no one's business. That's another mouth to feed and the teacher is amazed. Not freaked out. Not concerned that this is a brand new species. He's just a bit curious just, about it. Doesn't take a photo, doesn't go to the scientists, doesn't go to the newspapers. He's just like, just I'll, have this, I'll have this species. Yeah. He doesn't go, oh my God, I'm a man of science and I've been studying science for 30 years and you've just brought a completely new species into my classroom. He just goes, yeah, that's a bit fucking odd for a Thursday, isn't it? At least in the film Evolution, David Duchovny's character was a world famous scientist. So you'd argue that, oh, he maybe <laughs> has to do it. This guy just teaches apparently stupid children because Billy who's like 30 years old is still in his science class <laughs> he, he teaches them he's like oh you'll do you know science but to be fair though it's a small town they're not exactly going to have mm. NASA scientists well, is or... it, I mean you see that even in even in uh, was it last year or the year before was Ghostbusters with the whole um, what's his name Paul Rudd. Man, Paul yeah. Rudd character, yeah. isn't it? It's like, there's no one else to go but to. that's who you'd so. go to as a kid. That's who you trust. You think your teachers know everything. Yeah, yeah, as a kid you'd go to, not a 30-year-old banking <laughs> well, again, boy. What, what is he? Because now he goes back to the bar. So he's gone straight from... And this is the thing about the film. It doesn't... He doesn't mind cutting out eight hours of the day. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to leave you with this really weird thing that my dad bought off an Asian man down a back alley and brought me in a box. I'm going to leave that. I'm going off to the bar for a little bit. Adios. And uh, and like I say, he uh, runs into Billy's neighbour again. So sorry, Billy runs into his neighbour who's ranting on about World War II and American machinery, blaming invasion of uh, new technologies and cars, winks at the camera the a rise, few times. The, the rise of Japanese technology. Mm. Mm. 35 minutes into it, we start to get a little bit of backstory from Kate. She doesn't like Christmas. Yeah, we'd like talk about, right, so what's weird is... We'll, we'll come to that. We'll come to the back. We'll come, she, she's not going to reveal it now, James. We need to wait till 10 minutes before the end of the movie to tell us oh why she doesn't days. like Christmas. She, let's, 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 right. At a, this point, she just says, she's talking about suicide rates and depression. Billy digs deeper, gets his attitude for it. 
says, what's the deal with uh, Christmas? Maybe we'll find out later. Anyway, no, Billy I'm asked sure Kate out for a date. Yeah. They agree on Thursday. Back to the school lab and the teacher's taking blood from the Mogwai. Mogwai looks pissed. Um, Billy's once again now back in his bedroom with Gizmo, yeah. casually reading a newspaper. This species can read, James. Yeah. Esther, it can read. It can do everything. So it already knows. So skip forward <laughs> to the movie. It knows exactly how to take down it, humanity. It can talk. It can do everything. It's it more also, intelligent than 90% other people who've been it on could, this podcast. It can do. Well, I was going to say 95. <laughs> it can do. It can do a threat assessment. So it realizes the dog is the potential take out. So it tries to remove that threat. It plans. It knows now that, you know, spoilers, it knows that it needs to repopulate. Sky it knows net. it needs to take out the traffic to get rid of the humans. It, so it does know a lot. But at the same time, what I love about it, it bides its time in a in an 18 year old slash 35 year old man's house. <laughs> it's just like, bide your time, boys. Bide just your you time. <laughs> just you wait. The gang of Mogwai, so the five that came off uh, Gizmo, are demanding food. And Billy looks at the clock and it's 11.35, not quite midnight. So no he way. goes downstairs to fetch some chicken. Yeah, sorry, there's just a point here. There's just a point that you did, I, I forgot to mention it. One of them, it's like, oh, Gizmo does a nice name, right? And, it took, and that's the medical point about nature versus nurture. And Billy gives a speech when he's talking about, and he says, the, the new Mogwais aren't as nice as Gizmo. They're, they're a bit more mischievous. And he's like, that one there, Stripe seems to be the leader. You don't fucking name the other four. You're <laughs> fucking terrible. I don't know. That's why. Maybe if you call one of them Barry and give it a bit of tickle on the stomach, mate, it might not sort of be such a dickhead to you. That's Keith. <laughs> yeah, just for his like That one, Stripe. What are the other four called? Fuck them. <laughs> they're the same. Em. They don't matter. Don't I, hope, matter. I hope they kill my dog later. <laughs> just one asshole. Sorry, yeah. carry on. No, no, it gives them the chicken, mate, and they smash the back teeth off that chicken. I'm just going to say, that wouldn't happen nowadays because smartphones. I love, mm. I love I love, Billy's just like, oh, I don't even know what time it is. Ch- checks his clock. It's 11.35. Oh, I don't play the clock. What, shut up. He says to him, he's like, shut up. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't be, maybe you shouldn't be. Off. You're not father material, Billy. <laughs> I think we see more clocks in the house. And he's just like. Get Jack Black in. And then he's just like, yeah, exactly. But what I love about this is you couldn't make gremlins because nowadays fucking gremlins be like, oh, I don't know how to unlock this phone. <laughs> just, I ain't got his fingerprint. I haven't got his eyes. They wouldn't be able to change the time. Spoilers. Well, it goes to the lab. And the, uh, the the teacher, Roy, is, is uh, finishing up for the night. And you see clearly in the background, it's 2.30. Yeah. I do like that. There's a big clock yeah. in the background. It says 2.30. He leaves a sandwich dangerously close to the cage. And he says, oh, not lights out. We go back to Billy's room and the clock still says 11.35. So as an audience member, you're supposed to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The suspense is building. Yeah. Billy nods off as an actor on the TV starts screaming, you're next. I love the fact that Billy, right? Billy now, Billy now is like, Checks the time. He's like, I've got to make sure I don't feed you after midnight. Yeah, because you were such a fucking guardian of the first two rules. You blind gives me every, chop- every opportunity you get. And as soon as you knew what we were playing, you fucking sprayed him. Like fucking Mardi Gras. What happens if you sneeze on him? Does oh. that count? Well, you spit on him out of disgust. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the first things the baby gremlins, uh, the baby Mogwai do is puke over the Christmas tree. Yeah. Go Christmas. Ugh. Fucking Billy. Billy's what's wrong with this film. Remove Billy and his fucking prick of a father. This wouldn't happen at Kate's. Exactly. (laughs) Next morning, five... Yeah, yeah, Kate, exactly. Kate and Judge Reinhold would be like, no, these are the fucking three rules. Right, I'm not going to feed you. Shut up. I'm going to check double watches. (laughs) Two watches. Two watches. It really is the eighties. Fucking dick. It's all Billy's fault. And then Billy has the audacity to save the day. You endangered it, you asshole. See, I don't even think Billy does save the day. No, Not really. Well, it's just, just blow up half of the city. Yeah, it, yeah. So. Well, yeah, he upgrades to arsonist pretty quick, doesn't he? 
<laughs> in Billy's room, Billy's room the next morning, five <laughs> pods have appeared like out of the movie Alien. Yeah, There's eggs on say. the floor. Greenish, slimy looking. And he does what any teenage slash 35 year old boy would do. Calls his mum. Yeah. <laughs> mum, that's crusty He doesn't freak out. He's like, mum. The mum comes upstairs, Lynn, cool as a cucumber. And both of them just like, that's not normal, is it? No, it's not. It was a mammal yesterday. Now it's some kind of fucking amphibian. But why did, now you've got to, at this point, I'm sorry, but you don't get to ask questions. It's like you've God. accepted responsibility of this. This could just be, this, this could just it's, be a thing that happens. It's be a normal Thursday. So it's got to be related to the platypus. Because yeah. the platypus is a mammal that lays eggs. Ooh. And it lactates. And the fact that it, the fact that it produces milk and eggs, and it doesn't produce custard, there is no god. <laughs> I literally, not joking, no idea what you just said. <laughs> it's a platypus. It's an animal. I, I, I heard you don't, you don't want to know where the custard comes from, Aaron. That's not a question you want to ask. <laughs> Fucking, that was weird. <laughs> Mogwai custard. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, well, you'll listen back to that and go, "Fucking hell, he's educated." I, I know I am. <laughs> There's um there's, educated in Boston. There's a uh, what about Lynn here as well? Because because Lynn knows she's got a knobhead son and goes she immediately goes, well, what time do you feed him? And then Billy, mate, Billy's like, oh, Lynn, fucking shit the bed. I wish I wish it was a, I wish it was a fifth, like proper fifteen eighteen. So and just, Lynn just walks up, sees the eggs, and goes, you wanker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just straight up, just like you fucking tall. You broke the first two rules. It's not even Christmas Day yet, Billy. Like, you what a wanker. It. Slaps him around. You just see the sand come off screen. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these are fucking clean. <laughs> Do like the effects of the eggs, though. Like, they're grotesque. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they were an alien as well. Yeah. <laughs> At the lab, the mogwai who ate the sandwich is also in a cocoon. And Shocking Pete, that. the young boy, casually playing with slime. I like this bit. They're all at the school. They're looking at this egg that's in the cage. And Billy and uh, Pete, played by... Um, Corey Vilman. Yeah. It's just like pissing about with the slime. Yeah. No yeah. gloves. No science teacher isn't it. like, maybe you don't want to stand too close to the big no, egg. Why thing. would you did this thing that's turned into an egg? This this thing that no one knows about. <laughs> and also yeah, safe. Yeah. The egg has grown around through the cage. Because it's having to break it up, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. I like the look of that. I always kind of like expanded in, yeah. in in the in the hamster cage. I just think it's really good that they all timed it perfectly to accidentally all get fed mm. at the same time. Scheming, mate. <laughs> Back home, Billy's mum is alone making gingerbread men in the kitchen. Oh, stairs. There's a crossover you want. The eggs start to move. Now we're at the bank, and Mr. Eagle is uh, back wanting uh, to make a deposit and taunts Billy about his dog. Again, very sinister. She, what I love about this is, and I don't know if I want this from my hero, Billy just gives up. He does, doesn't he? Just <laughs> takes just, it. Just fucking takes it. Mr. Eagle's like, oh, your dog, if I ever got my hand on it, I'll do this. And Billy's like, fucking, yeah. Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna tear its throat off and I'm going to dance in its blood. And Billy's just like... No. Or she like check check or cash, and she's like, then I'm gonna get some testings and rub them all over myself and make you watch. But he's like, yes, yes, miss. And then he like he screws up a bit of paper because he's gone wrong. And that's the victory she wants because then she's beaming like a dick. She's like, yes, I got him to redo this. See, I thought when I first saw it, I was like, right, I was scrunching up. He's like, he's about to stand up and go, no, no fuck you. You don't thing. get to tell me how my dog's gonna like stab her with a ballpoint. Yeah, yeah, literally. I thought he's gonna go a bit Mr. Banks on it, go a bit mad, get shit. No. No, no. Takes it with like dog, a bitch. With the dog, should have just just cut to the dog and he's like, I've had enough of this fucking film. Yeah. I'm off. I, oh, I'd love well, it I if think the, the dog, dog should have just eaten Billy. <laughs> and just taken over as the alpha. Yeah. <laughs> what the, it's the ending that you don't see happen. They, they stop the gremlins and he's like, oh, thank God for it. He, he stares over a building and the dog just pushes him off. <laughs> 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 we go back to, the, uh, back to the school, jumping around all over the place. Mogwai uh, hatches. 
and we get the infamous gremlins theme starts to play. We see the creature, all the creatures emerging from their eggs, scaly, sharp claws, gooey, not the... Uh, not the cuddly, cuddly, kind of, yeah. yeah. Which again, Spielberg was very much involved in the look of them as well. So they were supposed to be completely brown. He kind of changed the design on them. And as well, at this point, Gizmo was supposed to be, it was supposed to turn. Yeah. So the Stripe character wasn't written into it. So it was at this point when Gizmo turned, he became the leader of the Gremlins. And then the movie was going to change where Billy had to kill Gizmo. Fucking that was the original. That was the original script. Jesus, that's dark. Like, like genuinely, mm. the character Billy that's written in this movie never do that. <laughs> Gizmo takes over the world. <laughs> yeah. we're all ruled by the gremlins. That's why they changed it. <laughs> so yeah, so originally he was supposed to turn. He was supposed to be then the alpha of the gremlins, the other side of it, and it was supposed to be the whole, you know, careful what you wish for. Follow the fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, and um, Spielberg being Spielberg looked at it and was like, no, one, we need more Gizmo ta- air, air time, so keep mm. him as the one that doesn't change because he'll sell merchandise. He'll also sell sequels if we needed to do one. So Spielberg on set was the one who was like, no, don't let him turn. But but also it stops it being too much of an us versus them. No, at the same time. Because the original is still there. The original's still good. I like that. I think that, that idea would have worked had you had more time with Gizmo. I, th- I think if the speech at the end of the movie is well about not appreciating what you have and not works uh, better, yeah. works better <clears throat> if this cute, adorable thing turned into something grotesque and killable because of you because you couldn't follow rules yeah. and because you couldn't yeah. um, be disciplined enough to do that I think that the message would have hit home a lot better um, but I see what Spielberg did I mean, like I say you're going to get a sequel if you keep him alive yeah Yeah. Um, so now they've hatched the teacher Mr. Hansen tries to bribe one of them with a candy bar and gets himself killed for the effort that's that's I don't want to use I don't ever use this term because he's going in a can trace but that's a bit nonsense he's like Give you candy bar. It's like how many times have you said that? Mm-hmm. I see it's weird. It's like <laughs> it's rehearsed because he says it before. He's like, I've done it before. He's like, oh, do you remember when I gave you that food? Is it, I'm sure he said it. Remember I gave you candy bar earlier? It's like I give you another one. It's just oh <laughs> no 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 no. And then Billy finds the teacher's body and is completely unfazed. Yeah. Nothing, nothing <laughs> will make Billy emote at this point. <laughs> I mean, you've just stumbled across a dead body. And Someone he's tried like, to kill you, dog. Oh, fucking he, hell. He just he's just like. Oh no! That's that didn't happen yesterday. Who's going to teach science? <laughs> oh, free period. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he goes to the football field where, where we haven't seen Judge Ryan on the quarterback because why not? Everyone's <laughs> in this fucking school. But in, so, assuming the year thirteen or the American year thirteen, yeah, this was Christmas. Yeah. It's the day before Christmas Eve at this point. Yeah, it's still so fucking... So why are they at school? This, mate, well, mate, it's a fucking third-year-old that... band with a full-time job. Why are they all at school? Well, the, it does It does insinuate that when the bell rings, they're finished for the year because he's trying to give them homework or something and all the kids aren't listening. They're all like... break. That, that was them breaking up for the lull. year. But it is the day before Christmas Eve. It does seem to feel a bit, um, yeah. a bit late, but... Hey ho, you do it. Back in the hey room, ho. Billy. Oh, uh, it's coming up later. That was deliberate. Billy reaches for the phone. He's attacked by a gremlin that breaks into the school's ear ventilation system. I do like Brutal. this bit. Did you know what? This is the moment I realised. I was like, I was like, this was when I re- because Gremlins is a weird one. Everyone thinks Gremlins is this kids' film. And it's the second one. The second one's kids. It's kid friendly. You can watch it. This first one is not for kids, mm. man. It's genuinely quite. I don't think if I saw this as a kid, I'd have shit myself. So it wasn't realize. the film I thought it was going to be. I do like this bit where he's, where he's trying to find it and it's in the cupboard and then mm. and then the kind of camera stays on Billy just long enough so that they can close the door and then there's a little break like there's a kind of uh, hole in the door where it's kind of scuppered through. I like that. I like that that 
um, camera play that films had to do back in the day to get around moving the creature around. Mm. Um, there's some really nice takes in that bit and some really kind of honest filmmaking in them scenes. Um, back home, Mrs. Billy by this point, Lynn, is yeah. still baking <laughs> alone with five or six of them. She arms herself with a kitchen knife, not fucking about. Billy calls to warn her, but the gremlins disconnect the phone. If we do hear one of them say phone home, which means that this is in a shared universe with E.T., Star Wars and the Goonies. Yeah. Love that. That'd be such a good movie. Uh, jump scare, shadow play, changing music. We find our first gremlins chowing down on the gingerbread. So the first full reveal of the gremlin is when Lynn comes back to the kitchen and finds one of her beloved gingerbread men, not Gabby, you see, yeah. being chowed on by one of, the, uh, one of the gremlins. And without hesitation, Lynn flips on the blender savagely cutting up the first one, green blood spraying everywhere around the kitchen. Do you know what? This is a perfect time to edit in Will Smith, what going to work. Just fucking Lynn taking that. I don't think that's the brutal one. The brutal one is when she gets pushed around a bit and she fucking just stabs a gremlin to death because she may... If that other gremlin doesn't show up, she's still stabbing like, that fuck. Yeah. It's when she goes to the knives and she picks one of them. Nah, nah, nah. I need a second. It's, Grabs two wheels and she has a new Lara Croft. I'm just saying, she was the original Lara Croft. Mm. I, and also, what I love about this is, that's pent up frustration. She's not even seen a gremlin here. She's not seen any creature. She's, <laughs> she's back seen, in now. She's seen fucking Billy, mate. <laughs> she's seen all that. She's like, I had dreams for you, Billy. <laughs> you were going to be the king. It's like, I married I married an inventor, a scientist. He was going to be someone. Look at yeah. him. She's just like stabbing him. Look she's at like, me now. So look at me. I'm an old woman. You took this from me. And then, and then the other gremlin's like, fucking Lynn's alpha. <laughs> just yeah. right. and, then she, and, then, and then Lynn's like, Right, go fucking take over the sea. They're doing it for Lynn, mate. Or maybe, maybe they're really mad because the gremlins were going to be Lynn's second chance at motherhood and they turned out to be even worse than Billy. So she was like, no, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. Stab them all. Fucking shank him. <laughs> exactly. That's Prison rules. That's so dark. I do. I do, I do. Second this chance is... of motherhood. So she fucking killed them all. Jesus Christ. I do like this thing. After she's blended one, she's got a bit of a taste for it. She, <laughs> she turns around. She turns around and... And if you're the second gremlin that you've already alluded yeah. to, he's like, I'm going to throw the fucking fine china at her. And she shields herself like Captain America. But then, she, she gets close enough for that gremlin to feel the end of that knife. But then that's not even the worst thing. The third one, the third one, mate, is just sadistic because she's going to win. She knows. So she's like, how can I, how can I boil it? Yeah. Fucking microwave that fucker. Using a, using a can of something, she blinds him, causes it to retreat in the microwave. Time to nuke that bitch. She cracks it on full pelt. <laughs> Keep burning the kitchen terrorist. She doesn't give a... Do you know what? What I love about Lynn is, she retired now, mate. Mm. Now, if we didn't see Lynn for the rest of the film, we'd assume that she moved, she moved to Barbados, started living her life, mm. opened a factory selling Cuban cigars, maybe, in, in Barbados. Do you know what? That's the sequel I want. I, I like to think there's a spin-off, like Lynn, the hunt for the Mogwai. She's going for the Queen. Yes. Yeah. She's got a taste for it now. And she's like, I'm I'm going for Gizmo's dad. I don't know why. It stars Alec Baldwin. I can see that. As the voice of the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Alec Baldwin's quite charming in it. And he's trying to seduce her. And then at the end, it's revealed that he's actually the Queen. Mm. And then he pulls off his face and he's like, I know, like the, the Queen Mogwai. But then she's like, I know. And it fucking pulls out a samurai sword, mate, on fire. Make it Lynn. And no, that's what it's called, like Logan, black and white, Lynn. <laughs> I, I like that. No, I like to think that, the, you know, she's pinned down at the end of the movie and the, the, the Mogwai, Ali Baldwin's got his claws in her and her dying breath is like, uh, do you need these? And she she reveals the pins like Leon. Yes. And she's got a grenade belt. Yes. And they both go out. Finn. <gasps> 
That's or, powerful. Or that she comes for dinner and that's when it's revealed that he's the, that he's the king, but she's cooked everything. And shit there, she's taking it, she's taking it in a pride. And all the gremlins come in and they, they hold her down and Ali Baldwin's like sharpening up his teeth. And he's like, he's coming to it. He's like, I know. And, it, and like she holds up something. He's like, what's that? And it's like, it's the antidote. And the antidote to what? To the poison you just drank. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Baldwin explodes. There you go. Like, Mate, fucking Lynn. Mm. And then Lynn takes the skull. Because <laughs> that's what she does now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She does. <laughs> I mean, the problem is she used to in this movie. It's doing that doesn't happen. <laughs> but somewhere out there, mate, that's the Lynn film franchise that you know that you you deserve. At this point, though, the last, other than Stripe, the last remaining uh, gremlin in the house is a little trickier. The sneaky bastard is only playing hide and seek in the uh, living room Which in the Christmas would, tree. You've just seen fucking Lynn. <laughs> I know. He's three. seen some shit. Bring in mind, that gremlin's two days old. <laughs> He's like, hell. fucking, this world's cruel, isn't it? <laughs> And then he, uh, he, he he launches a uh, vicious attack on our hero, Lynn, only for Billy to come home, grab a sword and take its head off. Convenient sword placement. All the tears coming from your eyes right now. Fucking Lynn, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just, I fucking hate that Lynn has to be saved. Lynn doesn't need to be saved. Lynn doesn't need... It's like the T-Rex. The T-Rex wants to hunt. <laughs> Lynn doesn't want to be saved. She wants to hunt, mate. I'm annoyed that someone saved Hold Lynn. Lynn it should have jumped at Lynn and Lynn caught it in his teeth and beat his head off. Somewhere, somewhere there's Lynn riding a T-Rex <laughs> in the next movie. Please can someone draw that and send it in? Uh, the leader strike watches and then makes a break for it out yeah, the window. Again. <laughs> again, you're like, no. fuck am I playing this? I'm off. All this time, Gizmo's been trapped in the laundry chute with Dirty's dirty shredders. Must stink in there. <laughs> Billy drops uh, his mum off at the doctor's house, then follows Stripe uh, through uh, from his footsteps all the way to the YMCA. Yeah. Where's my notes? It's all right. We'll we'll block here. We'll we'll stop here for a second and I'll ask Esther. Hello, Esther. Gremlins. Not really the film you thought you were going to get into. Really? Not. So I just thought it was like a nice Christmas movie because you think Christmas movie, you think kids movie, don't you? Oh yeah, it's nostalgia. And, you know, microwave blowing up. You know, Suicide yeah. talk. Yeah, hanging it is a dog. Fucking brutal. And what I love about it is it, the worst is still to come. Mm. Well, like, like Jamie, we were talking about a scene that we're building up to. I've got the whole speech. I'm, I'm ready for it. Oh, mate. So Let's by this go. point, Stripe, Stripe's had a long day. Yeah, he's fucking has. Yeah. He's just seen his mates massacred. He's only three days old. <laughs> if he wasn't a villain, he is now. That's the origin story. And he's just he's just took himself off to the YMCA because why not? Because young man, there's no need to feel down. Pick yourself up off the ground because you're in a new town. There's no need to be unhappy. There's a place you can go when you're short on the dough. And I'm sure you'll find many ways to have a good time. Yeah. Because it's fun to stay at the Kingston Falls Arms. Yeah. <laughs> Stripe pulls a fast one, injures Billy before hauling ass to the swimming pool. Shit's about to go down. I remember as a kid watching this, that scene, I audibly gasped. Because you've just seen what happens when you put a bit of water on them. Yeah. And mm. we're an hour in a movie by this point. So, I'm, you know, you think... You've got 40 minutes to go. Yeah. 42. And the moment when he jumps in, I was like, oh shit, they're going there. They're doing it. Like we're going to see a fucking horde of gremlins. And it doesn't disappoint. You you know, you you pay money to watch a film called Gremlins. You, you, get gremlins. Fucking see you definitely get plural of gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> Love this bit as a kid. Absolutely. Billy goes to the police station who just mock him. And there's a young Jonathan Bra uh, Banks from Breaking Bad. Take a shot. He was also in Beverly Hills Cop, which we've already covered with Judge Reinhold earlier this year. And now we get the beginning of what we can only call, describe as the Havoc montage. And the film... The film must have known by this point it had taken a dark turn and had to pull back with some dark yeah. comedy parts mm. in it because you could see the massacre in the kitchen as just brutal. I mean, it's the the very fact that it is a microwave and it is a blender is is, is a dark comedy. You know, it's, yeah. if they're yeah. all stabbing, 
you know, and it was flashbacks to Nam as she was doing it, then, then it would be it would be very, you know, She's graphic. reliving some sort of past trauma while she's yeah. murdering lit tendon creatures. But at this point, I think they were like, tonally, we have to change it around a little bit. And so you get this like havoc montage where you see them being just general pests. So they're pissing about with TV antenna. I'd love that. I'd love that. It's like, they, they are either murderous or you don't get to watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> Mischievous. You, mon- you monkey. Driving tractors through front doors, hiding in mailboxes, eating through electricity cables, causing car crashes, steer lifts. Goodbye, Mrs. Deagle, she goes. Oh, yes. Esther did not say I'll tell you what there are two moments in this film where Esther definitely did not see coming sorry three is the scene where Riddling goes fucking mental in the kitchen and this scene because also this is the most drawn out you see this mischief and you just see this lady going I'm going to pick this cat up I'm going to get back in my chair but it's drawn out because you see her come all the way down the cat and then go back up as as Esther was like where are you going with this you did not see that coming and that's that's (laughs) comedy enough straight through that window that's comedy enough that would have done you know and and you see him attacking Santa that's a really good slight scene as well Mm. smashing up the bar it's the bar bit where it starts to become a bit hokey where you Mm. start seeing him they're now all of a sudden evolved and are mimicking humans. Yeah, it's riot culture. Yeah, where they're, you know, where they're doing like they're playing poker, Stripes learn how to use a gun, one of them's flashing, oh, you know, you've got so one of them's breakdancing and My favourite one is one on skateboard. Yeah. Just living his best life. In the second one, you get away with all that because they take different potions that give him different abilities. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so one becomes smart, one becomes this like vegetative tomato one of, thing, one, one becomes, becomes a spider, one of them becomes a woman and seduces the uh, scientist. And that's really weird as well, yeah. isn't it? That's how that film ends. He's about to get, was, what? he gets raped by a gremlin at the end of it. One becomes a bat. Yeah. What? Do you know what I mean? The second movie is really weird. One becomes really smart and speaks and then hosts New Year's. <laughs> Sounds like Lloyd Grossman as well, doesn't it? I, 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 was it was. I learned that from the last episode. I didn't realise Lloyd Grossman was a chef. I just assumed he was a brand He's man. become Uncle Ben status. In years to come, people will look at him and just assume he was some sort of god that gave us gave us spaghetti bolognese. Sauce. <laughs> the sauce king. Just like Uncle Ben yeah. gave us rice and also tried to look after Spider Man. <laughs> That's why he's not in the movie, because he needed to go back to his rice empire. Yeah. He faked his death so he, could, <laughs> so he could sell more rice. I'm sorry, Peter. With great power comes great responsibility. Buy Uncle Ben's. With, with great power comes two ma- two minutes in the microwave. <laughs> Maximum power, two minutes. You're done. Oh, so it does. It does lose it a little bit here because I thought it was tonally going on a really nice, like dark comedy path, and then it just becomes slapsticky, a bit yeah. tongue in cheek. But it's weird. These ten minutes as well. With a one hour forty two runtime, these are ten minutes you could do without. You you just need a little in. Just to cut it down to like three minutes, mm. montage and setting fire to stuff. But because this film is long, it does feel long. Yeah, I, you know, there's, there's a there's a you know scene where one of them's got like five fags in its mouth, like cigarettes, <laughs> and like that that you know seeing one of them picking up a burning cigarette and trying it that that would be funny. The fact that he's got like the five in his mouth and you got one that's like um, sat in the corner like he's a blues musician, kind of like with yeah. the glasses and everything. It's like, and I get it. Someone listening, like, someone listening to this is going, oh, it, it, it's, you know, it's a throwaway, like, fantasy, dark comedy. I don't know, I but think you're like, they're two days old. How are they making these references? Well, it's also, they were all just like some sort of like, you know, feral beasts until, until Lynn somehow but it evolved. Is, it is, it's like you said, it's, it's like you are saying earlier about, um, it's to show the downfall, isn't it? Of, mm. you know, that straight away, that it's, it's like a scene at a Robocop, you know what I mean? When anarchy hits and, you know, the, and and the police are no good, and people just start to. It becomes, yeah, you, you know, the wild west. What I love about this is when the police show up. So the police finally start getting some calls, and they go out there, 
and it is the immediate, we don't know how to respond to this. And you're just like, you're American, shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you do. I love the, the fact, one movie where they don't go straight love, to that. I love the fact that they're all just like, we weren't trained for this. You, you're fucking word. Billy works in the bank and might be a high school teacher <laughs> or a fucking student. If anyone's who just start shooting, stop blasting, mate. Go for Frank it. Frank Reynolds it. America. So start blasting. Billy and Kate. Kate was working in the bar, but she just got out of there. See the carnage of the town. That's a really good scene as well, where you get to see the set and you get to see all the shadows in the different rooms and you get this idea that there are thousands of these gremlins. And it's and they, a lot of fun. Like, that fun they must have had setting that stage up. Oh, well, that fun's about to be sucked out of this film because they do, <laughs> they're retreating to an abandoned building where Kate... For no reason gives the backstory of why she doesn't like Christmas. Well, wait, wait, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's something really light in heart and you know, in this film that 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 doesn't need an emotional weight. Well, why doesn't she like Christmas, Aaron? The worst thing that ever happened to me on Christmas. Oh god, it was so horrible. It was Christmas Eve, I was nine years old. Me and Mum were decorating the tree, waiting for dad to come home from work. A couple of hours went by, dad wasn't home. So Mum called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing. Jesus. So I went to light the fire. That's when I noticed the smell. The fireman came, broke the chimney top, and me and my mum were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead they pulled out my father, who was dressed as Santa Claus. He was climbing down the chimney, arm loaded full of presents. When he slipped and broke his neck, he died instantly. And that's how I found out there's no Santa Claus. Happy Christmas. Fucking hell. Where's that? Why is that in the last 10 minutes of this and movie? And why is it so dark? Just, you know, dad disappeared at Christmas. Okay. My dad, dad my dad left family us, at Christmas. My dad left us at Christmas. My dad told my mum he was cheating on us on Christmas Eve. My I was dead by a dog. My dad lost Something his Something like that. My dad been. just lost his Christmas. But not only my dad, did she find out- My dad out, died. Not only, did she, not only did she find out that Santa's not real, she cooked it, Dad. <laughs> At some point, she started cooking it. <laughs> and I just find it really weird that, you know... It, I couldn't stop thinking about what that body looked like. This film and this emotional like. weight really came out <laughs> fucking nowhere. And it, it's, I think the problem with it is, it is it's just so poorly placed in the film. Yeah. yeah. If it was at the beginning, we're like, the first time you see Kate, you know, Judge Reynolds' character's like, you know she's gentle this time of year because she yeah. lost her dad. That tells you everything you need to know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to Not tell... Not that, you know, he's broke his neck while dressed as Santa going through the fucking but, chimney. But also, I'm just going to sound really stupid. You don't need to... It's not redundant. Why is she, Why do we need to know she doesn't like Christmas? Like, if she went on a rampage later, <laughs> that would make sense. But it's really so unnecessary. It's like, she doesn't like Christmas. Why, huh? Just get a bit down. Why? Oh, my dad, in this really weird way, he killed his dad, cooked him, found out a few days later, ruined Christmas, waiting for him. What's that smell? Oh, your dad's corpse. <laughs> well, it, again, it's meant to be black comedy because of the way that it, like, she Definitely delivers it. Definitely fucking dark. But a lot of film critics at the time said that that part of the movie just detra detracted him from it was just like, how non-school it was. It's jarring. I think also it's, it's why you're giving a backstory to the second character in the film and it is probably because Billy is doing nothing to give us any character whatsoever. <laughs> he is bland. There's, there's a bit they fucking missed out where the dad was actually having an affair with Lynn and then, then, he, then he threatened to tell so Lynn broke his neck through his corpse. <laughs> Stuffed, <down> him. <laughs> Stuffed him down there. Vigilante shit. Yeah, it's, it, it's odd that scene, isn't it? Luckily, all 1,000 gremlins decide to visit the cinema to watch the 1937 well, classic Snow White. I'm not being funny, mate. How much does it cost to go to the cinema? Where are they getting the money from? <laughs> Bullshit. So bloody cute. They just hey, sat there what, having a but, party. But, but do you know what I really do like about it? <clears throat> and this is where these essays online really came into it. The entertainment industry silences the masses. And as they were really going into this, it's like the gremlins are unruly and uncontrollable, but they're captured by the majesty of film. And I was, like, I was kind of like... That's a bit meta. That's a bit meta, but it, but it also kind of works because they love it. But also the environment of a cinema 
it's the shared viewing experience. The gremlins who like chaos are neutered. They love it. They're all in it together. There's a common theme of watching Snow White, which is obviously a calming mm. film as well as a Disney. Disney's seen as wholesome, not now where it's like the juggernaut money. Back then it was just wholesome. Well, also <laughs> they, they, they caught a scene where the gremlins went into a McDonald's and at the people, not the food. And again, that was a big like corporate. It wasn't Jesus. a McDonald's, McDonald's, but it was a, it was a yeah. takeaway restaurant like. that's heavily implied that it was McDonald's. Um, but yeah, I, I, it does have that, doesn't it? Bright lights, draws them all in. Um, and then this is where Billy upgrades himself to arsonist and blows the building up. Straight so, away. Apparently as well, when they did this, the uh, the explosive experts on set and the pyrotechnics put way too much in and it wasn't meant to be that explosive. It blew out all <laughs> the windows of the uh, studio vans and the studio uh, offices that are off screen. All the windows blew out because it was that much. And a lot of the actors thought like their eyebrows had been tringed off. It was that, that powerful. That sounds fucking amazing. I would, if you're going to be in the film, you're like, oh, go on, put another, put another 10 ton in there. Let's really, if, it's, if we're going to yeah. blow it up, let's fucking do it. Can you imagine the like, who, who forgot to press record? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the only time I imagine Spielberg would have lost his nom. <laughs> Just like, oh, fuck. But yeah, so they kill what all. The, they kill all the uh, gremlins in one fell swoop. Bar Stripe, obviously, who, uh, who escaped. He's got plot armor, mate. He can't mm. be touched. He needs good. candy. He wanted that candy. He did want that candy. Stripe leaves the cinema. Uh, so yeah, so a gas leak that Billy uh, created uh, with a fire. Yeah, the gang spot Stripe, the final gremlin who's escaped to a nearby toy store. I haven't seen Gizmo in a while. He's not really been doing much, has he? Hiding in a bag, apparently. He was in the bag. He was just being carried around like a little bubble. What I love about Gizmo is he kind of caused all this. Couldn't give a fly toss Mm. for the actors. He's just like, you know what? Carry me. So he's saying the dad's a shit parent, Billy's a shit parent, now Gizmo's a shit parent. As I assume, assume he sits in his own fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just in his bag. He's just vibing it. Uh, Billy and Kate split up in the the department store, not before a kiss. And they have to stop Stripe before he finds water. That's his plan. Uh, forget all the <laughs> snow outside that he could have just jumped in. Every kid dreams of being locked in a toy store at night, don't they? They do. And they, this, again, I'll be honest, a, still do. Kind yeah. of a great way to end the movie. If you're going to have a showdown, put it in a toy store. There's also a kind of sports department store slash gardening centre. Slash everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an all-in-one. Mm. It, the only other way, the, what's really funny is, you know those magical places you wish you were locked in? As an adult, you, you wish you were kind of locked in Ikea. Just so you could like, Look at everything without, you without, live it all. without other people being there. You could actually test stuff. You mm. know, get you get you fucking naked. You might right. What does it feel like on my ass? <laughs> oh, it's nice. <clears throat> Wait, <clears throat> you can't do that, like it. No, no, no. it's just it's fun for me. In other news, I'm not allowed to like here anymore. <laughs> um, I remember uh, Charles play fucking ruined toy store toy stores for me. When is that? They were fighting in a factory where they must make like monsters. <laughs> it's like, fucking horrible. <laughs> but, but no, I love, I love that. I fucking love to be in a toy store. It's a great ending to an otherwise like really really fun film. I'm just saying, of all the places that this movie could have started, when you're looking for a present for your son, department store that sells everything. everything yeah, it does seem with, it does seem he doesn't go there. Yeah, could have got him a chainsaw. Could have got him anything. At the yeah. beginning of the movie, need a present. Do you know what? Let's go to a shop. Chinese also, back alley. how well do you not know your son that you give them a living creature when they've already fucking got one? <laughs> do you know what this kid needs? More responsibility. <laughs> do you know a- what? He's pay- yeah, his wages save the family. Yeah, exactly. Say that. Let's give him another mouth to feed. Give him a fucking jigsaw, you dickhead. <laughs> Talking of jigsaw, you do see Stripe on a little red tricycle. Oh, cycling so away which is very reminiscent of Saw of which that character in Saw is called Billy mm-hmm. full, circle. full circle I like this point as well where you where you've got to assume Billy's probably been in this toy, toy department store at some point hmm. Stripe hasn't ever been in it uh, yet Stripe finds the chainsaw <laughs> and the dart gun 
Billy finds a baseball bat. And then when Stripe starts hurling baseballs at him, if only I had something in my hands <laughs> that could deflect a baseball. An inflatable ball. Billy <laughs> <laughs> gets home. I remember reading I remember reading an interview um with uh, with Zach Gilligan who plays Billy. And he said it was really it was hard because like you know on page it says you know Billy is uh, out muscled by a by a one foot gremlin <laughs> and he's like and he's, you just got to do it and you know suck up your pride and you know take the shots and stuff and uh, it is it, it is laughable when you see Billy like scrambling in and out of consciousness on the floor because a gremlin's just thrown a baseball at him. <laughs> he had a baseball bat in his hands and didn't use the it. one item, the one he's, thing. He's fucking powerless, mate. It was, like, it was like in an RPG, you know, when you're over encumbered and you're like, you're overweight and you can't use it. That's what it was. Like mm. He had too much stuff. So his arms physically cut. He's like, it's only fair. <laughs> I'm over encumbered. And I like this as well. Dark guns him and then strike runs it in with a chainsaw, which doesn't cut through the baseball bat. And then you get the whole kind of, on the floor kind of hustling possible never fear because Gizmo is en route in a pink barber car that's infamous that, see, that scene with Gizmo in the car and in the sequel when he does the red bandana from Rambo I literally <laughs> those two scenes are like the point, Gizmo scenes aren't I was going to say that to Esther it was like you wouldn't think that Gizmo in this in the next film dressed up as a fucking Stallone character yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, it's that scene, isn't it? He's watching, again, he's watching not? old movies again. It's like, to, to win the war, you've got to be the war. <laughs> like the Stallone bit. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how much expression they get on a little model. Yeah. Yeah, it gives, I think the I animatronics to, I'll honest, really work. I'll I, I fucking, I, I still want a gizmo. I don't want like a, I want the actual gizmo. Mm. So I want to hear Harry Mandel sing for me. Would you have a Mogwai over a Baby Yoda? I would, yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Purely because everyone's got Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, you, like, you can get wet though. You have a little bath with him. Yeah, but but to be honest, mate, if everyone if anyone ever fucked me off, water, mm. feed him, hurl him at your ass. Off you go. <laughs> so so it done. The film the film pretty much wraps itself up by this point. So Gizmo in a little pink car saves the day by flying it through the air, opening up a set of blinds because now it's daytime apparently. Yeah. yeah. How long have they been in this department? Wait, do you not know, do you not remember it cuts? <laughs> um Esther, Time's not linear. Esther, Esther which she, I love this. The scene of a of a Small furry animal driving a Barbie car. Mm. Esther, my God, he's going to sacrifice himself, isn't he? And I was like, no, because there's fucking money to fucking be made. Metal would that be though if he did? That's, I thought that was the, yeah. I thought that yeah. was the arc that he was going to like burst into the sunlight. That someone's going to explode him, Just, and therefore, you see, I saw, I saw the even better. Like he like he jumped in the way of I know the baseball bat, and then the car exploded and killed them both. <laughs> see, it's weird that you both went that. I went that he fucking pinned Spike down, who's now on the bonnet, and I don't know why because we're not near a canyon, but off a canyon. <laughs> But yeah, and then we see the real horrific uh, side of what happens if they uh, go in daylight. It's the old melting played in reverse, isn't it? Kind yeah. of trickery that they used to do in film, um, which is proper horrific. The dog turns up again at this point yeah. where I thought the dog really should have ripped him a fucking apart. Yeah, yeah the there should have been the light comes on and then stripes like fucking no, like, like sunlight doesn't do anything when you're in gremlin form. Like that only pay, that, that's only to the fucking brown and white furry bitches like this is like armour and then mushroom the dog's like yeah these teeth <laughs> fucking takes him out or Lynn 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 riding the dog just 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 that they just meet eyes no actually do you know what would be better because Lynn at this point has just disappeared she's at the doctor's house she's, done she's just though. gone Lynn, Esther, she's done enough that's Lynn, true Lynn she just, is the hero they lock eyes from across the room and Lynn and, and Lynn actually like Don's are at and she just goes mm. she goes I respect you and I'll give you a head start but I will hunt you and Stripe's like 
Agreed. Oh, it's like it's kind, of, it's kind of like the end of Vampires with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the other Baldwin. It's the other Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin, I think. Or is it William Baldwin? Oh, it's no, William. William Baldwin. <laughs> who, so hold on, who played Baldwin. Barney Rubble again? That's... Is that Stephen? That's Stephen. So it's not Stephen, it's, it's Billy. William. You call him Billy. Oh, you, well, if you know him, you call him Billy. <laughs> Uh, and then Who's the, film- the fourth one? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fourth one as well. At the end of the movie, uh, we see him settling down for Christmas and watching the film. When the doorbell rings, it's the ancient shopkeeper coming what to return. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, right, here's your 100 quid back. Get fucked. You've ruined fucking everything. Saw it on the news, immediately knew. You fucking got him wet. You fucking fed him after midnight. Dick. <laughs> He goes, you done with Mogwai, what America has done with all of nature's gifts. Deep blow. Ooh. Deep blow. Before leaving... That hurt me in the middle class. <laughs> before leaving, the Mogwai says he's got one thing to say. Bye, Billy. Uh, seriously, it's evolving. It can now speak. Just put it down. It's just like, he's just got one thing to say to you. Just a middle finger. Yeah. Ass. And then, ever so slowly. And then what really should have happened as the film was ending... As the cast is going up, there should have been another knock at the door. It's, it's the, the police. police going, you are responsible for multiple fucking deaths. I was going to say, James, like, this is where you need to get your uh, list of charges up. Yeah. Just, just get it. Just like, arson, murder. Yeah. She was like, Gremlins did it. Of course they did, Billy. Of course mm-hmm. they did. No, but even if they did, your pet. Your so if my dog attacks another dog, I'm the responsible person as the owner. My dog hurts another human, I'm responsible. Your mogwai. It's my Mogwai is my destroyed problem. as it does. <laughs> Mo Mogwai, Mo problems. Yeah. It's, Jesus, uh, that was bad. <laughs> thank you. Was, thank you. Thank you. But we keep poking <laughs> the fun out of a movie is what we do. But ultimately, oh, it. it comes down to is the film good? And yes. it is fucking it is. brilliant. It's better than I imagined. Is it better than I remembered? Yeah. I, I, I think it's because a lot of stuff I didn't get as a child. I was just like, um, where's Hulk Hogan? Where's the laughter? I still think it's better than the first, second one. It is definitely. The second one's so corny and hammy. But it's, it's also got, it's it, fun and it's enjoyable. And it's best take of itself. But as a kid, I'm more drawn to that one. Mm. And then when I see the first one, because they're so... Whenever I've seen the first one for the first time, I've seen the second one, I assumed it was just going to be the same. Yeah. Fuck me, was I've, I wrong? I, it's, the film's an hour 40-something, and I think there's a real solid hour 25 movie in there. Yeah. If you cut out some unnecessary scenes... Um, just like, streamline like, it a bit. Like maybe, maybe the... The reason why she is Christmas is when <laughs> yeah. there's, there's eight minutes you're not going to get back. really long speeches. So the suicide speech is a long speech. And as someone who uses a train frequently, I feel a pain. But it's just too massive. I hate Christmas. Mm. Life is shit speeches. And don't get me wrong. Her life is pretty shit. There, there's there's no to. reason as well for that character to even hate Christmas. It doesn't yeah. come up. It's just like, oh, she's working because she hates Christmas. Well, she could also just need a job. Or maybe she hates Christmas because, you know, she works in retail, it's busy, she, just, she doesn't get the hype. Or maybe she's indifferent to Christmas. Maybe she can take it, leave it. Mm. And it has no backstory. <laughs> I think the film doesn't warrant the amount of story in there. You know, it is very much, the dad finds a, an unusual gift. Mm. And it is the whole um, fable, isn't it? It's, you know, you, you don't understand... It's all their package at the beginning of the movie where he's, he gives him the, the warning. He's like, no, you don't understand what you have and you don't, you, you're you not responsible for what you have. And then you're taught that lesson the hard way. And then, you know, it's, it's very much a kind of old fable story. And it, and that to me warrants an hour 20, 25. There's a great movie called Krampus that is very much that. It's like 10 minutes of introduction to these characters, these just like this kind of like dysfunctional extended family. Yeah. And it gets straight into the story and they're one by one picked off by this Krampus character and then it wraps itself up. Gremlins to me is that it, it doesn't need to be an hour 40, but an hour 25, that, that is a solid film in there. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. 
Loved it. <sighs> Gremlins, Gremlins is fantastic. Watching it made me think, could it breach the top three Christmas movies? Well, are we doing that next week, aren't we? We are doing that We're doing week. top three Christmas movies along with our Christmas quiz. Esther's joining us again for next week's episode. You're very welcome. <clears throat> Brackets, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, I love Gremlins. I think Gremlins is, is, we should mention it, we should discuss if it's something that you want to keep for future generations by keeping it in the vault. I think it's got potential. <clears throat> what I like about it is it's a unique story. It's different and it's imaginative. As I say, you hear a lot of the same stories retold. So is it in your top three Christmas movies? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't because, tell you. Because if it isn't, does it mean it's in the vault then? Oh. I don't think it is in my top three. But then again, my top three, and next week we're going to argue, you're going to say not even Christmas. So, you know, eat your dick. Oh, well. <laughs> that's next week's show then. I, I'm going to wrap it up there. I think that's a nice ending mm, to the yeah, show. That's, that's Gremlins. If you haven't seen it for a while, do enjoy it this Christmas. Um, Already time of the year. You know, that's the computer film. You watch it yeah, whenever. Yeah, whatever. But Gremlins, I think that that really hits a home run for us for 80s movies after Ferris Bueller and Goonies and now Gremlins, of course. I kind of also want to distance myself from Corey Feldman for a little bit. Yeah, I feel it's yeah. needed. And we've done uh, E.T. and a few of us, so I think we should go back to maybe looking at some more modern films for a little while. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, of course, after the uh, Christmas quiz episode. So. I, say, I think we should watch, we should do a modern film and then what role should Corey Feldman do? We? Can listen to this one. Oh, you're going to get married soon, and then she owns that fifty percent of everything, mate. I was so. going to say, and you know, so it works, right? Get a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see you later. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.